Welcome to Untold Physio Stories, a podcast that informs and educates by connecting you to rehab industry leaders who share their candid successes and failures in business and practice. This episode of Untold Physio Stories is sponsored by Edge Mobility System. Edge Mobility System is your online site for everything a PT, OT, DC, MT, ATC, or fitness pro would need. Get certified in blood flow restriction therapy or training online. Check out our full modern manual therapy seminars, ISTM toolkit, edge suspension trainer, portable tables, and more. Untold Physio Stories listeners can save 10% by going to edgemobsys.com. That's E-D-G-E-M-O-B-S-Y-S.com slash untold to save 10% off their first purchase. Edge Health and Tech Solutions. We do websites that work for you and give you an edge over the competition. Did you know that you have less than 10 seconds to capture someone's interest in your website before they click away? How about the fact that most people are accessing your website from their phone? Save thousands and get a fully mobile, appealing, and SEO-optimized website linked to your social media, email list, and Google My Business. All for one low price and no monthly fees. Why not keep doing what you do best in your business and allow us to handle the tech side? Let's get started. Find us at edgehealthandtech.com. Welcome back to Untold Physio Stories podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dr. E, with Modern Manual Therapy, Edge Mobility System, and Modern Rehab Mastery. And my co-host is... Dr. Andrew Rothschild with uh, Modern Patient Education. How's it going today, Andrew? Uh, doing well, Erson. How are you? Good. How'd the interview go? Oh, wait. No, that's tomorrow. That's going to be tomorrow, yeah. I guess you don't know I how it's going to go. I, don't, I think it's going to go great. All right, great. Yeah, of course. Well, for the interviewer, it will. At least, at least for me, it'll be fine. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, uh, about three weeks ago, maybe two, two, three weeks ago, I saw a 12-year-old um, Olympic hopeful, from what her mother tells me, synchronized swimmer. And three, three weeks prior to this, she reported having, uh, hearing a, hearing or feeling a loud pop somewhere in her right hip joint. And she had pretty severe pain that seemed to go away either within the practice or just a couple of days of not really doing much. Uh, then three weeks after that, she had the same kind of pop. Uh, this time she also describes like maybe feeling a tearing and uh, severe pain. After that, she said that she told her coach and her coach basically said, just continue either training or swimming through it. Uh, so she did that, and um, that was actually, I believe, maybe five or six days before she came to see me. Uh, she also had seen a chiropractor before that. I don't know exactly know what he or she did. Uh, I assume that it's just adjustments, but she came presented with constant pain, um, seven to eight out of 10. She didn't really appear to be in constant pain when she was talking to me. Um, she had antalgic gait when she walked in, but you know, even sitting down, lying down, no matter what position she was in, she said her pain was constant. And, you know, I went over my whole 
spiel about I think constant pain as you can't even get busy and ignore it from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed. Every single second you're conscious, you always have it. And she said, yes, it's constant. But, you know, she was actually smiling, joking around with me. Didn't really seem like she was in a whole lot of pain. So I thought, you know, she's 12. It's probably her lumbar spine if other people have addressed the hip. Um, so I do some, couldn't really do any like weight bearing screening, you know, like flexion and standing or extension and standing. So I just started just simply doing some um, lumbar loading. Um, I checked her hip range of motion, of course, to hip range of motion, active and passive was empty and feel painful in every single direction. Manual muscle test was painful pretty much with hip flexion, um, adduction, knee extension, um, and some hip external rotation. So she was complaining of pain, mostly in like anterior and inguinal area. So it's kind of consistent with adductor or sartorius or something like that. Internal rotation, extension, really, it was it was weak, but it wasn't as painful. Um, but every single direction I tried actively, passively is painful. I tried compressing, it was painful. I tried distraction, it was painful. I tried light isometrics, it was painful. I tried hard isometrics, it was painful. I tried lumbar loading, it was painful. I tried lumbar distraction, it was painful. Every single thing was painful and had no effect. I tried compression wrapping for modulation, it was painful. And, um, you know, the, 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 the fact that it was constant pain worried me, right? And I, I, I know I talked to you about this, actually, I think maybe even the day of or the day after I did it. And, and you also thought it was unusual, right? So what would you think what would you your differential diagnoses be? And then I'll tell you mine. Um, and what what you would tell the parent? Well, like what would you tell the parent if you had that yeah. as findings? With she no said no no imaging done, no imaging done. Yeah, and groin pain primarily. Mm -hmm. I mean, my first you know, groin groin slash hip, but yeah, yeah. My first concern would be like labrum. Mm -hmm. You know, with having an audible pop, having pain in that area, doing makes sense from the mechanism potentially for what she does and the movements that she goes through, you know, labrum would be on the list. You don't think stress fracture much with swimmers other than in the spine sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, but then the other, you know, thinking constant pain and thinking like always with, you know, children, adolescents, I will always be more aware of like potential red flag things is, you know, thinking some sort of like, osteosarcoma, Ewing sarcoma type situation that I would want to make, you know, if she's really having that much high level of pain, constant, not able to change it and modulate it very much, I would definitely want imaging to like at least rule it out. Yeah. I thought of, I thought also of, um, a, te a labral tear. Although for me, I just feel like because they are so, there was a high, there's a rather high incidence, um, in athletes that are asymptomatic to me, right. you know, that yeah. seems like a meniscal tear or a mild rotator cuff tear or any of those like kind of gray hairs on the inside kind of thing. And, and she's 12, you know, and, and, and extremely lax, like so lax. I think like the first mechanism injury she actually felt when she was stretching. And I told her mom that, you know, it's very unlikely that she tore her labrum stretching because she is like 
so lax that you know one of those people who could easily touch their thumb to their wrist like the like wrist it, is in the way like ehlers danlos or just like it's just some sort of just general hypermobility kind of yeah i mean i would say laxity. general hyper hypermobility i mean i don't know the official kind of clinical diagnosis of eds yeah but um someone would definitely diagnose her with like hypermobility syndrome if they tested her because you know i don't like that as a syndrome or, or even as that diagnosis but yeah she could easily palm the floor Every single test I did, like the the nine out of nine Brighton or Brighton, whatever it is, Brighton test, yeah, yeah. If you Google it, though, it's also Brighton. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so I'm not exactly sure which which one that is, but you know, I said that was unlikely. I told her mother also that, you know, I I've seen a recent case or a case a couple of years ago, in another 12 year old athlete who had constant pain, unable to weight bear. She could weight bear, but he was unable to weight bear. Like his mom had to carry him in and then carry him. Um, to like the ER afterward, he ended up having an infection, like a, mm. a capsulitis because he just had the flu or something. This is way before COVID. He had the flu and um, he had some sort of actual hip infection. So he responded to some sort of antibiotic or antiviral. Yeah. So I thought that that needs to be ruled out. And I also thought potentially um, a slip capital from oral epiphysis. Yeah. So I wanted all these things to be ruled like out. Births. Yeah. Yeah. Initially, um, she takes him to the ortho. They um, try corticosteroids. In the meantime, I also said, look, if this really is some sort of muscle strain, um, it's also possible that, you know, with her training schedule, she is just continuously irritating it and she doesn't really ever give it a chance to rest. I still, I still think it's rare that it would be constant and I don't know if she's exaggerating, but I mean, the, the constant pain is kind of the thing that worried me the most. And I kept on stressing that to her mom. I said, look, what's the training schedule like? And she said she trains seven days a week. Um, some days are for three or four hours on, and then she's also a multi-sport athlete. Like she also does lacrosse. Oh, wow. So I said, look, are you sure she's, are you sure she wants to do this? She's like, oh yeah, she loves it. Like she just answered for her. Yeah. <laughs> um, because I've seen other, other kids where it didn't make sense and they were young, like very high end athlete and they were just totally burned out. And I remember one day after just doing rehab and I even talked about this on a podcast a while back. Um, you know, I asked the dad when, the, when, the, when the kid wasn't there, I was like, are you sure she wants to do this? And she literally quit the next day after yeah. talking with the coach because she didn't want to disappoint the coach. Um, and I asked her mother that in front of her, um, but then she said, oh yeah, she loved it. She loved it. So meanwhile, imaging showed that um, she had a labral, t well, I think they did an x-ray first. So that ruled out the uh, slip capital femoral epiphysis. Eventually she had an MRI done. They, they thought labral tear after the MRI said no labral tear. Then the PA basically comes back who also said, oh yeah, I've never heard of that guy when she showed him like my note. <laughs> oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean whatever. I don't care. But anyway, I don't know if that was less credibility for me or, or whatever. Um, the PA says, Oh yeah. You know, I, uh, when I palpated her SI, it was very painful. So I think, uh, it's SI and she needs some core strengthening. <laughs> so when, when her mom told me that I called her up and I said, look, I don't really think it's that. Um, he said also that the scour tests were positive. I said, Literally, every single test I did was positive. Every every test I I did, except for like some muscles were not positive, but every joint test was positive. That doesn't mean that she has all these things. It means that, sure. you know, again, 
the majority hip, are false positives. Right. They're all either false positives or hip is so inflamed from an infection or something else that she's really in that much pain. But I said, you know, look, she she really didn't appear to be in eight out of 10 pain. I mean, are you sure she wants to do this? She said, well, you know, she did say that I don't want to go back to the doctor. I don't want to go back to PT and I don't want to, I'm enjoying not swimming now. And, and her mom um, said, well, you know, Hey, this is like, you know, like $550 a month. Like, are you sure you'd want to do this? And she's like, well, you know, I'm just not enjoying not swimming. And I said, you know, I had a long talk with her about just false positives and said, well, maybe you should talk with like her friends and the coach, or maybe her friends know that she doesn't get along with the coach. And, you know, I also thought after I got off the phone, I remember her saying her coach made her swim despite the injury. And maybe she didn't like that. I was going to bring that up. The fact that like, you know, yeah, that was definitely a flag for me as well. Like that's, yeah, never, never count out coaches for doing those things. For sure. Um, or, you know, it could be like some kind of bully situation or maybe she's yeah. been doing this since, you know, she was five or six or something, this seven days a week. Out. And maybe she just doesn't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's. The, I, that's as far as my updates go. And, um, after, you know, I, I apologize profusely because I said, I don't think I actually gave you any more answers. I probably gave you more to think about, but I certainly don't want you to take her for core strengthening because she's an elite athlete <laughs> and core strengthening wouldn't help an SI anyway. And SI is like, I told her less than 10% because I know that's what the literature says, but for me, I feel like it's even less. And I think in a, in a 12 year old, it would be even less. Yeah. And with it. And especially for like, what would the mechanism of injury be? You know, and why would it be constant? Yeah, and how would it, how would it, how would it have popped like doing synchronized swimming? Right, right. Incredible stable environment underwater. Yeah. I know it's like the most open chain hip sport you could probably have. Yeah. You know, like, so I think shredding water chain. takes a lot of core strength. She probably. I know that's what I said. I was like, you're not just a synchronized swimmer. Like, she can do things that the majority of us cannot. I would drown if I tried those things. It's like core strength is not a problem. And I also said, look, I've also seen a doctor prescribe core strength to a world-class power lifter um, who literally can like deadlift six, 700 pounds or, or something like that. And this guy came to me, he was so upset that he was prescribed core strength. I'm like, it's just a generic prescription. Yes, and SI joint pain is very also specific, like to the posterior aspect of the pelvis, not the groin. Right, right. But apparently, it was tender when he palpated there. I didn't think to palpate there because I just don't palpate yeah. the SI, especially in a twelve-year-old. Yes, and it could just be tender because it sounds like everything around that area was just tender. Right, at, at or she point. probably sick of going to doctors, or she doesn't want to swim anymore. I, I don't really know what it is. I mean, uh, I, I do think it's an interesting case. And I think, again, if it is constant, it worries me. But I I think there's just too many yellow flags in the story. Um, so we'll see, though. Hopefully it's not anything serious. I think it does highlight something. Like I, I have seen it with teenagers. Uh, I, I saw a similar, not to the same degree, but I saw a similar situation when I was a student, I remember. And that was kind of the situation, too, where the kid really didn't want to do the activity anymore. Um, you know, they don't necessarily have the, you know, sort of the developmental or mature, you know, to express it sometimes in certain ways. So sometimes just being in pain is the way to kind of avoid doing the activity anymore. And that's how they kind of express it. And it can be just as much as, you know, it's not that you want to ever doubt the truthfulness of a kid, but they're also understanding they're still kids and they're still going to 
you know, things are going to present sometimes in different ways. And when things don't add up, it's a good thing to kind of at least consider. Yeah, for sure. All right, Andrew, where can people find you? People can find me at uh, on Instagram and sometimes Twitter at, uh, at A Rothschild PT and, of course, uh, Modern Patient Education. All right. Have a good one. You too. Well, you can find me, uh, Dr. E, at Modern Rehab Mastery. That's our new online mentoring program. It includes modern manual therapy, modern patient education, and modern strength training. It's three months with three mentors, so one month with each mentor, four weeks, tons of modules, lots of CEUs, learn at your own pace for a month, then move on. Um, so go beyond the seminar. You also get chat room um, with your mentees and mentors and live Q&As every week. Check out all my products, Edge Mobility System. We have the new Edge ISTM toolbox that includes the Edge Mobility Star and the OG Edge Mobility Tool, our Edge Restriction System BFR cuffs. That's part of Dr. Kyle Coffey's Modern Strike Training BFR Certificate. Uh, I hope to see you at a live eclectic approach course soon. That's Modern Manual Therapy um, in U.S., Canada, and South America. And uh, make sure to rate Untold Physio Stories five stars on Apple Podcasts. You can also subscribe on Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. And as always, you guys have an awesome day.